And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conaway. Hi, Lauren. Hello, hello, friends. You know, I was going to say here to have another conversation that I'm hoping helps your business grow. That's what I say when I'm on my shows with a guest, but you're not a guest. You're I'm not a guest. Today. Going to Texas. I love it. I can't you ready? wait. You ready Everything's bigger in Texas, right? It really is, including our list of Dallas's top startups. I see that. We have a bigger four, list. 14, not just 10 or 8 or 12. Yeah, so things really are bigger in the state of Texas. That's you right. know, the thing that I learned about Dallas is it, it that Dallas and Fort Worth both grew into like one city. So maybe this is DFWs. <gasps> DFW top startup. See, I didn't yeah. actually know that. Yeah. The city's kind of grew together. I spent a lot of time in Texas growing up. But it's fun. Yeah. So, you know, here, here we are. Another, another, uh, another uh, trip to a city that we admire. And we're going to talk about the top stars. We got 14, as we mentioned. 14. That's a bigger list than we normally have. Well, then we better get started. Well, but sure. But let's set, we got to, let's set the table first. Let's set the table. Well, so first off, you know, you talk about these 14 companies that are on the list. You're on the way our top startup lists work is like you're on the list or you're not. So just because I read a company's name first, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are ranked higher than another company. Right. Makes sense. List, not list. List, not list. But there's no like hierarchy of like this is better than this. Okay. I get it. it I get it. Very, very evenly fair. What is it called? The holacracy? Is that what it was? I've never heard of it. Is that a word? It is. It's a Whole it's a management. Oh, it's Ola, but holacracy. But it basically it means that it's flat hierarchical structure. Nobody is above anybody else. Holacracy would mean hello. Well, it's holacracy. You got to like say it all together. I don't think that's a real word. It is. Well, I mean, it's not, but it is. Words aren't real until they are. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to words that are used to name companies in Dallas that are on the list. Let's do it. They're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a beautiful segue. Matt's looking yeah. at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, Lauren, I'm here to clean up your mess on so. You, you know what? So I, I follow days. you, oh, Captain. And to Captain. do ad reads, which I should mention that today's episode <laughs> of Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Quickly and so, affordably. Yeah, I almost forgot to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that because yeah, full scale is pretty awesome. No, but we get in trouble. <laughs> you know, the marketing people get mad at us. Yeah. All right. First on the list is dive right in. Tangible Intelligence CEO and co-founder Matthew Coburn is joined with Austin Howard, his COO, CTO, and co-founder. You can go to autoextract.ai. You know, there's been so much AI stuff out there lately. So with that, what tangible intelligence does is transforms documents into structured data. It takes unstructured documents in any format and converts them into structured and typed information. Yeah, it does a lot of stuff to structure info. Do you yeah, know, do you sounds know like it. Means? 
I I do not. Would you illuminate me? Yeah, I will. As soon as I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to not get distracted by the car, the alarm, car alarm that's that going, is going off. off right outside the studio. Cause I know it's, it's not happening. It if goes. we don't acknowledge I it, I was trying to like speak with the pulse of it. And I don't even think <laughs> I did that consciously. <laughs> okay. So look, you. data, data's everywhere, but data is yes. inherently unstructured. So this, I like this actually, cause you talk about documents. So a lot of data, like just imagine a, an Excel spreadsheet. It's got columns, it's got rows, things fit in specific cells, first name, last name, phone number, address, stuff like that. Documents could have all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. I dig it. Now, here's the thing is until your data is structured, it's very difficult to do anything with it. Like, like you want to build an AI model or machine learning or analyze yeah. it or store it. And so you always have to find structured data. Now they're using a, uh, uh, something called OCR, so optical character recognition, which was originally created to help blind people read characters that are on a screen. Yeah. Okay, it's been used for a whole lot of other stuff. Google uh, uses that same technology for a lot of things and you know we don't have to get too deep into it, but when you like scan a document and it's able to pull data off it, that's OCR. Okay. So it's cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, pretty neat. It's a good idea. And that's something that like, there's so many businesses that have so many types of documents and want to do something with it. So, I mean, just you name it. Could be things that are filled out by hand. It could be yeah. things that are filled out a number of different ways. It's like, yeah. I mean, I could definitely think of practical applications yeah. in my working life. Yeah. You know, how easy it is to to standardize and format data. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's a really difficult yeah. thing to do, and it's really time-consuming. Yeah, I dig it. So, and, yeah, and looks, I like it. It looks like they won the big idea competition showcase. Well, that's pretty so, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if it's a bigger idea because it's in Texas. I Probably. I mean, I really do believe that everything is bigger in Texas. It is. I spent a lot of time there. It's true. Yeah. Well, much much like our next startup yeah, on the list. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a stab at this pronunciation. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and say canaries. Like, I'm assuming that we're talking about the multiple of the bird With canaries. But it could be canaris. Uh, we, we have a yet another one of those startup names that we, we always have fun trying to pronounce, but Canaries. Uh, I, I really like this startup and I'm glad that I ended up with it because I, I, you know that on my episodes of the podcast, I tend to focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, right? No. And there's, no, never. Uh, but when we have these conversations, one of the, the challenges that folks who operate in this space have to deal with is the fact that, you know, there, there, there isn't a whole lot of standardization. Again, we have a situation where you have like individual practitioners and you have groups that have different methodologies. What's interesting about Canaries, so they, they are working to address this discrepancy. They are a diversity, equity, and inclusion-focused SaaS platform, providing clear metrics to diagnose, prioritize, and optimize DEI efforts. And so I, I love this because it is really difficult as a DEIB practitioner to drill down on specifics unless you have a roadmap, unless you have some guidelines. And, and you really have to figure out, if you're putting in DEI programming, you have to figure out how to measure your success. And that's really the only way that you can measure yourself, your, your, how you're doing and your progress. You know, you have to sit there and you have to figure out what your KPIs are and you have to figure out uh, what that means for your team and how to integrate DEI 
ideas and beliefs and principles into the work that you're doing. So I think Canaries makes that easier. They are looking to provide tools that organizations need to create long-term systemic change around diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're providing a framework, they're providing benchmarking opportunities, and they are incorporating best-in-class DEI practices into every area of the organization so you can track and measure impact on your business outcomes. And that is super cool. You know, I never really thought you have you you say so many things that are thought provoking, Lauren. Thank you. I never really thought about the fact that key performance indicators and business metrics are usually devout of diversity and inclusion. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. Like as an organization, there you, you have to stack your DEI initiatives and your your actions at every level of your business, right? So, so just as a, for instance, you know, if you're talking about hiring, when, when you're talking about your hiring pipeline, like how many, uh, historically excluded applicants are we seeing? Yeah. You know, you need to make sure that you're filling your pipeline. And so these are really clear numbers and it's data that you can pull, but finding a way to do that easily and track that information and that data easily tends to be really difficult yeah. uh, for a lot of organizations. So seeing something that makes it easy is really cool. Well, speaking of things that aren't easy, next on the list is <laughs> Hypergiant Sensory that Services. Was a segue, and, sir. and so CEO Mike Betzer and CTO Michael Roberts, guys, forgive me if I butcher what it is that you do, but Hypergiant Sensory Science is a software company that combines sensor networks, deep learning, and modeling software to create AI powered digital copies of real world scenes. So, like you talk about like cameras, sensors, locations that are under surveillance and have generated like urgent requirement for, um, you know, to be able to observe, analyze and learn from physical surroundings, being able to recreate those or model them. Uh, you know, we've got real world and then you have the meta kind of world and, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of, okay. So if you need to go to Mars, yeah. You know, being able to model and, and do things that create, you know, hey, what's that reality look like? How, how do we test this rover? How do we do this? And I, right. I don't know if they're even trying to do it with Mars. Like, I, I don't really know. This is, I mean, this is complex stuff. Um, you know, you're talking about, I mean, creating a whole lot of different stuff. I'm already noticing a trend here. We've got uh, some AI, uh, a lot of AI stuff in here. A lot of AI yeah. stuff in here. So it is the wave of the future. Well, sure. So <laughs> speaking of the future, let's move one company down the list. All right. Well, next up, we're looking at Pathway Homes. Uh, CEO Josh Gould and Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder Casey Cleary are bringing us a real estate platform with a mission to create more homeowners, which I love. I, I love putting the power of home ownership into the hands of people who might not otherwise be able to avail themselves of it, be able to afford it. Uh, but what's really interesting, so they've raised $225 million uh, from Bank of America. And, and so clearly this is an idea that's getting some traction. But basically they've created a product where renters can apply without it impacting your credit score. Uh, you get a home shopping budget, and then they're gonna help you find a pathway product that makes the most sense for you. So you can search for new homes. When you find the perfect home, Pathway will actually make a cash offer, which is really, really interesting. They take care of the closing costs, they take care of the taxes, insurance, they inspect the home and take care of necessary repairs, and then you move in. 
You, you settle in and when you're ready to buy, Pathway will sell this home to you at a pre-agreed price. And then if you decide not to buy, you can continue renting. You can move into a different home through Pathway or you can move on. There are no penalties or fees. And so essentially they're, they, they've taken you know, your realtor a step further. It's like a realtor on steroids, I guess. But helping, helping people and empowering them financially to purchase homes. How cool is that? I'm down for don't anything. You, yeah, I'm down. Don't for you wish that had been like around that. when you were ready to buy your home? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I look back at it's been a couple decades since the first home that I purchased, and yeah. you know, I mean, and I look at that. That home was a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, same home is probably like a five hundred thousand dollar home now. Yeah, and remember I, when houses were like, affordable? I just yeah, I just <laughs> well, no, I go, I look back at that, and I'm like, you know, I was just had my first quote professional job. And, yeah. I, and you know, if I did save up money, like that's just tough right now. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't envy the young home buyer these yeah. days. It takes a lot to get out in front of that. Well, and, and you, when well, you, you think get, about you get crushed on the side by mortgage insurance and other crap like that too, that just doesn't really get you towards your goal. Yeah. Well, well in home ownership and, and property ownership specifically, I guess, um, is, is one of the quickest ways to create lasting and generational wealth. It's one of oh, the yeah. most standard assets that you can have, uh, you know, in, in this kind of market. So, so I, I love pathway. I, that's pretty cool. Um, Maybe they could collab with Hypergiant. We could just digitally model a bunch of homes. Well, there you go. Let's do that. I don't think that probably. They can collab- you don't think that's going to work? I think it would probably <laughs> shield you from the elements, but yeah. All right. Next on the list, we have Square Dash and uh, CEO Matt Fruget and co-founder Jeremy Dick. I was uh, able to record a podcast with uh, Mr. Fruget and I love what he's doing here because, all right, so when you're in the construction business, as we as we learned from our friend Eric Perkins of the Perkins Builder Brothers, mm-hmm. um, when you're in the construction business and you are doing anything, you often get stuck in this float period between the work and when you get paid. Right. And it's a real pain in the ass. Right. So I'll give you an example down in. And so if you're a roofer. What happened? So the system's kind of made to like most roofing companies might have a job or two. Well, what happens when a major uh, uh, weather event occurs, tornadoes, hurricanes, stuff like that. And you just get all these roofs torn out. Yeah. And none of these companies are really meant or made or built or enabled to get all this work done really quickly. Right. So they just, they kind of run out of cash flow. So what Square Dash does is, is very, I love the niche nature of it. Um, and they did mention that they will eventually expand, but they have roofer-specific um, solutions that will help companies, especially during surge times. So they they cover they give you a convenient uh, uh, coverage of that cash, right? So you can continue. You're getting to do your money work. faster. You continue yeah, to fund so, the work. <laughs> so imagine how frustrating that is. It's like not having the cash flow to, to work as a construction company or to be able to, to go out and do work is the equivalent of owning a store that consistently runs out of things to sell. Right. So, yeah. You don't um, want to go to that store. Yep. And I was so <laughs> impressed and liked uh, Matt so much. I did actually give him an introduction to our, our, our buddies, the Perkins brothers. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, if, well you're not, if you don't know who we're talking about when we did uh, the Startup Hustle TV web series a few years back, 
uh, Eric and Jamie were um, on our show, and that was long before they were as famous as they are now. Yeah, they they put out some really really amazing content. I love those guys. I I, I yeah. miss them. We need to bring them back. I just talked to Eric the other day. Yeah. I'm like, what's it like to be famous? And he's like, <laughs> well, dude, I was gonna ask you that. I'm like, I mean, give me a break, come dude. On. Give me a break. I don't. Yeah. You're 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 famous. I don't think so. Uh, you don't think so. I know famous people. people. I trust me. So. I actually know famous people, and that's how I know I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Good luck saying this next one. All right. Well, actually, I no, right. actually it's pretty. It's easy. it's yeah. it's pretty straightforward. It's just one of those portmanteau words where you're just like smushing two words together. I but like it though. Buzz Bassiter. I. That's I'm where gonna I'm going to refer to myself as that. I I think I'm going to refer to you as that too. Yeah. Matt DeCourcy, our Generate fearless leader buzz. and buzz ambassador. I like it. You are, you are excellent at it. Thanks. So, so I'm going to use a term that I did not even realize existed. Uh, I had not heard of IRM, but uh, Buzz Ambassador is a full service IRM influencer relationship management platform. They've it's helped. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I knew about influencer marketing, of course, but I had never heard that term before. So that was pretty neat. Thank you, Buzz Ambassador. Uh, but they have helped more than 3,000 e-commerce businesses in a wide range of industries and verticals drive sales and brand awareness from social media influencers. I mean, the fact is, say what you will about social media influencers. They're here to stay, I feel oh, yeah. like. Oh, they're, they're uh, strong, it's, because, it's stronger than ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, well, but I mean, think about it. Well, I was like, just telling you before we recorded, I'm like, I get paid to use Facebook. Now. Yeah. You're an influencer. I know, but I just think it's funny. I'm like, wow, I draw income from posting reels. Yeah. But the question is, is how would I do something more with that? Because if I wanted to perhaps do a branded post about something, yeah, it's hard. How do you, how do you find people that, how do you make that a quick and easy transaction? How do you find buyers and sellers in a marketplace? Right. Well, and it's it, it, that can be really difficult, and, and it looks like Buzz Bassiter is addressing that that situation, those issues. You know, how do you make it easier for influencers to market your brand? Wouldn't you use that? Maybe you I, should sign up on. Buzz I absolutely Bassiter. would. And and the thing is, like, I mean, think about consumer behavior. We are more likely to use products if they are promoted by yeah. people that have cultivated a relationship with us, and and that's what influencers do. They cultivate a relationship with their users, clients, buyers whatever you want to call them, uh, their audience, I guess. And then, you know, they have the opportunity to, to share products with the world, but it looks like Buzz Bassett is doing some really great work to make that kind of, of marketing more accessible for brands and more accessible for influencers. Um, they are looking, it looks like they've raised under, well, they've raised under a million dollars for their influencer marketing software, but they are providing, uh, a really, really convenient end-to-end -end automated workflow that allows brands to remove hours of manual work from every stage of partnering with creators. And I, I, I dig it. Uh, they, they are definitely on the precipice of a, an up-and-coming, well, not even up-and-coming, it's pretty established at this point. So an established industry. But, but it's, the marketplace has been tough. And we, you know, we were just talking about the Perkins brothers. That's actually how I got to be friends with Eric because yeah. this was pre-pandemic. So we're talking like 2019 at this point. I have a lot of connections from the music industry. I got a buddy of mine who's like a rock star kind of guy calls me up. He's like, I'd really like to introduce you to my friend, Eric. He's got, he's got a lot of, a lot of hype going on. His YouTube channel is really picking up. And I'm like, well, what does he need help with? I'm like, he said, I think you could just use a little advice on how to, how to turn what he's doing into a business. Yeah. 
And so when, and Eric would tell you the same thing. So at that, at that point he's picking up steam, he's got all, so he's just like trying to build houses and trying to publish YouTube videos. He's got all this stuff flying at him, you know, like brand deal, this brand deal, that, and it's just, and it just can be overwhelming. And it's, it's, nice to have some marketplaces where you could find and reach people. And then yeah. from a marketer standpoint, it's nice to like, okay, that's why our sponsors that we've had in the past. And once again, a quick reminder that today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. But you know, with that, um, you know, you, it, people that listen to this show are, are, you know, most likely entrepreneurs, people that yeah. are, are interested in venture capital, entrepreneurship, stuff like that. So it can be a very hyper-specific audience, the same way that Eric's audience at uh, the Perkins Builder Brothers on YouTube, he's got 700,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. That's you, like network reach. It is. You know, you know my first introduction to Eric, and you actually introduced me to Eric for the first time, and it was that Startup Hustle TV shot where he like strapped himself to a chimney yes. to take footage yeah. for Startup Hustle When he TV. was avalanching a and roof. And it was snowy. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's snow and ice up on this roof, and he's just, you know, he's just up on a roof, like yep. tying himself yep. to it. That's dedication to yeah. a craft, my friend. And the, that's the what dedication to the bring. craft was that he took the time <laughs> to fasten the GoPro. <laughs> To what he was, and, and being someone that's afraid of heights, that made But really that's crazy. what influencers can bring to your yeah. brand, that kind of intentionality. Such an interesting yeah. world. And, you know, so you and I were on live TV this morning. We were. You know, the reality is, is I bet our podcast gets more listens than that's going to get views. Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but think about that. Fame is all relative. Was a network. You famous, man. I know, but that, but that's, <laughs> that means that there's, t it's time for a fundamental shift in the way some of that business is done. So welcome to disruption people. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the list is one of my favorite places. Oh wait, the name of the company Island. <laughs> Island. Yeah. So go to Island.io. <laughs> so Island is an enterprise browser for uh, the ideal enterprise workplace where workflows freely uh, and remain fundamentally secure. So, you know, the core needs of an enterprise naturally em embedded in the browser itself. So like, all right, so let me, 285 million in funding. Legit. That's crazy. Right, legit for a company that was founded in 2020. Like that's yeah. traction people. But you talk about having like a whole bunch of employees. So full scale, we have 300 employees. And yeah. uh, we spend a lot of time and effort uh, building workflows. What if your browser just showed you how to, like certain things to do. Like I got to have, like, I have a full-time person that does nothing but onboards new employees. Yeah. And like, we have spent so much time and effort making that smooth. If you were able to get them to sign in, you have this enterprise browser and it will walk you through certain things. And some of it too. So one of the things with accountability and what the full scale.io platform does is like daily reports and other things walking through people because the bigger the company gets, the more people I got to train how to do it. The more people I got to train to manage it, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's smart. It's smart. It yeah. doesn't leave you out on an island trying to figure out how, uh, to, how, to, nicely yeah, done. how to do your processes. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, I also do. You know You know what I love, Matt? Cash. I straight I do. cash. I love straight money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But what I really love, uh, I love it when things democratize access. I taught, I use that phrase a lot. You know, how do we make is that kind of like, what was it? Holacracy. It's a thing. There's like a whole book about it. I swear. Uh, I think it's GPT. Tony Shea. He's the founder of the, of Zappos. He's the one who came up with it, but it's a real thing. Uh, but college cash is also a real thing. It is the next startup on our list. 
founded by Demetrius Curry, CEO and COO Michael Simpson. Uh, but democratize access, that's where I was going. So I love it when things that can help propel you to greatness become more accessible. And it seems like that's what college, college cash, is, cash is trying to do. So they can members can generate income by participating in user-generated content campaigns from their favorite brands. After choosing a campaign, they submit a post. If the mm. campaign selects their post, they get payment for it. So we have a fintech company that is using everyday behavior to reduce and eliminate student loan debt through user-generated content crowdsourcing. It's and like, like that is like such my, an inventive it's like, idea. It's like micro, micro influence. Yeah. yeah but, cool. but it's also enabling people to go to college. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. I like that. That's really cool. And I have to admit, I don't think that I would have, you know, come to that way to solve a problem. Like access to college, higher education in our country in particular, like it's a problem, you know, not every, not everybody who wants it can have it. And so finding ways to make that easier, I, I really dig that. And I think that College Cash came up with a really inventive way to, to solve this problem. So so maybe not even innovation so much as disruption, you know, I and I dig that. I think I'm going to sign up for this because maybe I can go back to school. I, mean, yeah. I dropped out of five colleges and go back. I, to did, I don't think I knew that. I think I knew How, like. Now I, knew I know. You, now I know you've never read my book, Million Dollar Bedroom, because it's like the very first thing I said. I have but, definitely flipped through Million Dollar Bedroom. I, yeah, I have not sat down and I read see it. How it goes. But no, yeah, dropped out of five colleges. I kind of take pride in that at this point. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people that rally. There's. A, um, there's a small group of people that like to read my book and then credit me for helping them have the courage to drop out of college. I don't know. I don't know if that's, yeah, I'm all right with what yeah. I want. Yeah. But you know, I went to college. I didn't finish college. College either. is, you is ridiculously expensive. So, you know, I was yeah. on a, in an Uber on the way home from the airport, uh, from a trip back to the Philippines. And I was talking to the driver and he was telling me he was in med school and I was like, God, that's so expensive. He goes, yeah, but I'm not going to pay for it. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I'm just going to do 1099 work and they'll never be able to come back and get the money from me. I was like, dude, but think about that. That's like the reality. I mean, it is kind created. of brilliant though, but you like the fa just the yeah, fact that you have to but, come up with this kind of work But that's, that's like, a, that's a weird reality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah so yeah, yeah uh. but no, but I like what college cash does. So basically this is like micro, micro influencer. I'm assuming yeah. that what this is, is like, so if you're listening, how many friends do you have on Facebook? How many connections do you have on LinkedIn? How, and I would imagine they're just going to pay you based on what kind of impression stuff you get. Cause yeah. might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Well, who do we got next? Slink. Dot .io I was I was waiting for you to take a stab at that John, pronunciation. I was like slank? slank. No, it's slank. It's slank. So John <laughs> okay. the, uh, chairman and CEO John Urban, CTO and co-founder Varun Dadla and you can go to slank.io so that they're the innovator behind the first purpose-built orchestration platform for global shippers and logistics services providers that deliver higher productivity and process efficiency. This is through intelligent automation. This is kind of like back to the workflow automation. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that's, one of the things that's a real challenge is, all right, so when we go, there are almost 30,000 3PL. So that's third-party logistics. I know you love your supply chain stuff. My favorite. Lauren always give, <laughs> always give me the supply chain stuff. But here's the thing. So just say that, you know, here you are and you're, you make widgets. And you're really good at making widgets and you're passionate about making widgets and, and your widgets are really in demand. Well, 
you're now faced with the reality of learning how to deliver and get those out and ship them and all that. And that is what a lot of widget makers, I use the word widget, interchangeable for any product or thing. And you're often not good at the logistics. So being able to have things that can orchestrate or create intelligent workflow because not everyone like, okay, sure. You can send your widgets to Amazon. And a lot of people don't like giving 30% of that sale to Amazon. Right. So you might, and then honestly, you might just need help getting the damn things to Amazon. It could also have to do with the materials, the supplies, returns, like a whole lot of stuff. So I like it slink. I like it. Keep up the good work. Um, you know, one thing about Dallas is, man, y'all raising some real money. 75, right? 75 million. Things really are bigger in Texas, including the funding rounds. I know. I, I'm yeah. looking at this and it's blowing my mind. Yeah. Now, did, now, does Andrew Morgan's, our, our Amazon guru, know about Slink? Well, so Andrew actually offers some 3PL type services for his clients because that goes back to the whole thing that people are good at making the quote widgets. I say widgets because if you if is that just like a filler in, in word many for of like the school in many product? of the schools that I dropped out of, I learned in business uh, school that um, widgets just like an interchangeable term. So you always hear Acme Corp makes widgets. Acme Corp. So like that's like the most generic yeah. product sense. Because a widget could be anything. Yeah. It's any anything. Okay. It could be a. It could it could be anything. It. it could be American Girl dolls or it could be tires. So, but it's because. Yeah. Because the the training model doesn't care. You're just trying to learn how sure. to add up something. You're trying you're trying to understand yep. the method behind the madness. But, but it's always Acme Corp makes widgets. Yeah. So. Well, and Acme Corp is like that was like the Looney Tunes, yeah. Roadrunner, and Coyote yeah. Company, right? Okay. Okay. And they make widgets. They make widgets. They All right. I and did not the, know that. And then they make them so the uh, what? Who is it? The Roadrunner can drop them on the coyote's head. <laughs> I think Slank Slank helps with that too. I think that they actually help you get that logistics plan so they can lift the anvil up. Well, well done, Slank. And then drop it, yeah. For for powering my Looney Tunes dreams. Totally. 100%. And Uh, helping your Looney Tunes toys get. Well, for sure. You know, thank you, Slank. Uh, So so this next one, I got to tell you, my friend, I'm I'm super excited to talk about that. And I'm going to take a moment. To just acknowledge something, uh, one of the things that I talk about a lot on my episodes of Startup Hustle is uh, the discrepancies and the systemic inequities that uh, women in particular, historically excluded founders tend to deal with. And one of the things that women and uterus havers and menstruators deal with, yes, I used all of those words uh, and I meant them, but when you have the... We we see what if a really I had used those words. I, I'd be in trouble. I would be, be very like, proud. I would be very proud. Oh really? Of you. Okay. I would. See, right. Menstruator, uterus. Menstruator and uterus havers. Yeah. Uh, so the reason that I say that for folks playing at home is because not all women have periods, and not all people who have periods identify as women. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna say that. But we see a lot of discrepancies in funding around women's health issues. They're very mysterious uh, and not a lot of research has gone into. So we see a lot of healthcare discrepancies related to quote unquote women's wellness. So there are a lot of femtech companies that are coming up right now. We've interviewed a few on uh, some of on startup hustle. Uh, Definitely invite you to check them out, but Rosie wellness. I, I love this. So, so, 43% of women who have sexual problems with 
they, they need resources. They need help. Um, a lot of women deal with these issues and there's just not a lot of research or there aren't a ton of tools that women can avail themselves. There are still some stigmas about talking about these kinds of things mm. um, when it comes to sexual health. So the Rosie app is the first of its kind comprehensive mobile platform that provides women with education, behavioral interventions, community, all are designed to empower women on their journey to sexual health. And so, so I would imagine, you know, they're talking about things like endometriosis. They're talking about things like irregular periods. You know, the things that we don't talk about in quote unquote polite company, these are really vital things for women's health. And so if you can take rosy wellness, if you can take their sexual wellness quiz and get a personalized wellness plan, you're going to be able to reach your health goals faster. You're going to be able to understand your history. I will tell you as a woman who goes to the doctor, uh, the first thing every single doctor asks you is the date of your last period. You could go in and like your arm was cut off and that would be the first question that they ask you, I swear. <laughs> but being able to prioritize your sexual and physical and like in your health is a game changer for women. Being able to learn about these topics, understand our bodies better and come up with really specific action items, things that we can do to come to greater health. And so I, I, I am a huge advocate and fan of Rosie Wellness. Thank you for the work you do. I like it. And it also makes me realize that the Startup Hustle show producer is not mad at me because if she was, she would have given me that one. Yeah. Yay. Like, yeah. Well, and I really love how this is working because you got the one where you got to talk about supply chain. I'm like, thank you, Jessica. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known what to thank talk you. to you about that. What I do know to talk about is the next company on the list, Worlds. Ooh, ooh. Go to worlds.io. So it's an information technology company that offers an AI platform for real world automation. Uh, it features a new 4D uh, infrastructure for measuring, analyzing, and building AI-based automation directly into ground floor operations of supply chain companies. So what the heck does that mean? Well, first off, they've raised $38 million. Uh, once again, congratulations, Dallas, uh, for a company that's founded in 2018. That's pretty significant. Um, so, you, you know, we get all this talk, there's AI and IOT and machine learning and, you know, the metaverse and what do you do with it? How do I build it into what I do at, at the business? So people get all threatened by AI robots and automation. The thing is, is most of those, most of them are doing jobs that people don't want to do or often find themselves getting injured doing like repetitive right. use injuries and stuff like that. So um, to the best of my knowledge, that when you they talk about create, you know, working with real world operations. So let's go back to Acme Corp and their widgets. They make their widgets a specific way, and they need to learn how to do things and and automate stuff. And the thing is, is every single manufacturer that takes that takes over ownership of their own process has to figure that out. So yeah. tools that enable you to be able to do that and utilize the many many tools that are out there. Are good. Agreed. Yeah. Many of those tools yeah. out there are good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know what? You know what's not good. Poor healthcare. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, but I will also say that. Or was here, it robots gone wild? I, those things aren't good either. I mean, what kind of wild are we talking about? I don't know. I've never met a robot that went wild. So okay. Really well, we know. need to make I that. I just a saw the Terminator. Yeah. No, they say it got smart. Is that terminate? Is that terminate? Yeah, yeah. It became self-aware. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it learned that people were its biggest threat, so it just killed all of us. Yeah. Isn't that like the first law of robotics? Is don't build a robot that kills you. I think it's somewhere in the manual. Yeah, somewhere about that. Well, <laughs> all right. So so I'm gonna we're gonna talk about a serious topic for just okay. a second though. You know, here here in the United States, we are dealing with a significant opioid epidemic. Oh god. Um, you know, we hear on the news all the time about it's tragic. It's, it's Lives gross. are lost. You know, parents and it was crea- are separated from by kids. Greedy, greedy people, man. Big, yeah, yeah. It, it really was. And yeah. so, so the next company on our list, I, I'm gonna. My hats are off to you. I'm, you know, tipping my cap to you for the work that you do because Sonara is a healthcare technology company, and they have developed a telehealth platform that aids to end the opioid epidemic. Um, it is a medication adherence ecosystem, which again, that's a term, that's a term that I had not heard, uh, but it sounds really interesting, but they make, they create methadone based treatments for opioid use disorder and they make it more accessible. They make this, these treatment plans more convenient for patients. They have a patented tamper aware medication monitoring system. So they're working with patients and their care teams to deliver more sustainable treatment, improving patient retention and in satisfaction in the process, you know, coming down off of opioids, I can't even imagine, like imagine how difficult that is. And so knowing that you have, yeah, knowing that you have a system and a platform at your side and it can help you can communicate with your caregivers and it can help you understand your treatment plan more fully. That sounds really cool. Now they've raised 5.3 million. Um, you know, hopefully we, we see them get some, get some more funding just they're addressing a huge silent problem here in the states and i dig that i don't think it's a silent problem i think it's really loud and pronounced and it's it's you know like a lot of it was created i, I can't remember the name of the sandler families you know pushing oxy oxycontin on people and the thing yeah. the, the thing is is like you know no matter what no matter what society you live in, you're always going to have people that are going to use and abuse drugs. Right. Right. But what the opioid thing did was turn a whole lot of people that were never in that profile into addicts. And, and now you've got all this fentanyl problem and a whole lot of stuff. And it's really, it's just really the tentacles of that have just reached out to so many people that had a, had an injury or a surgical procedure or something and just yeah. got prescribed the wrong stuff. And that grip is tight. I have seen people go through this. It is nasty yeah, and it is hard to kick. And, uh, you know, it really like, it's really kind of sad. So I'm, I'm down for anything that helps that clean up that problem because it is a toxic waste on yeah, society. it really is. And so, so Sonara, So you mentioned quiet. There is nothing quiet about it. I mean, I, I don't think it's talked about enough. I it's think, I think that a lot of yeah. folks within the medical community and a lot of yeah, people in the medical community, it's really people like to they run into all these drug seeking people. And there's just like zombies just walking right. around in like every major city, just hooked on pills. And, and yeah, it's not but, ima- but imagine that you're a patient you're already <sighs> trying to quit. You're doing this really difficult yeah. thing. Having the kind of support, like having your care yeah. team be able, like you can actually upload videos to Sonara Secure HIPAA compliant repository, and then videos get reviewed by the team. And there, you, you have a whole team of people who can help you put together a more personalized plan, one that's going to work for you. Because one of the things that you learn in in rehab or at you know meetings or what have you is the the system only works if you work it. Right. Yep. And so you have to come up with plans that are going to work for the patient. So, so yeah, I, I'm, 
that's a beautiful, beautiful function that you are fulfilling, Sonara. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, next, I'm going to take a stab at this. I think it's Soho, but it's spelled S-O-J-O. So it's either Soho or Sojo. Sure. One of the two. And with that, Maxwell uh, Farley and Thomas Finney are hard at work at getsojo.com. I'm going to say that like that just so you can spell it if you decide to visit it. So sure. it's just tech-enabled in-home accommodation platform for short-term rental industries. So, you know, you hear all this, there's a lot, a whole industry of people that own Airbnbs and Verbos and stuff like that. And there's a lot of parts that go into managing that. Now our, uh, our fellow co-host, Andrew Morgan, uh, Andrew Morgan's has a whole bunch of Airbnbs and I've yeah. had so many conversations with him about all the logistics that go into that. So I wouldn't you, want to, ma- I don't think I would want to manage all so that. So you have what's called turn day and that's when someone's leaving and then someone else is coming in. You got to coordinate like a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that they automate like, you know, delivery of amenities and some of that's like, so you talk about like bathroom, laundry, kitchen, pantry stock, maintenance items, and even like some places that have like a little gift basket or something that that occurs. So imagine what it would be like if you checked into the hotel you were staying at and they're like, well, we didn't put any soap in there. You have yesterday's towels. Yeah. Um, there's not, I feel sh- like that, that I, I would, there's I would a half have empty bottle of shampoo and uh, one beer left from the six pack. Yeah. And so, you know, so some of that, there's a lot that goes into that. And a lot of people that own these kind of rentals and properties, that's not what they do full time. Right. So being able to, I just know a lot of people that, that, uh, that own properties like this. And I think this is a platform that they find really useful. Well, and think about like from a, from an Airbnb owner's perspective, like a lot of the time, like there are so many options on this website, like you have to find your differentiators. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of Airbnb folks, it hosts who like your differentiator is that, that service, service. piece and yeah. the, and if you do a crap the job, amenities you crap that you're offering. And then you're just, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, I think that Sojo making it, easy for these, these folks who, like you said, like it's not their day job. You know, this is something that they yeah. do to make some extra cash in the background. Like, yeah, let's make that, let's streamline that whole process. Make I've, it had, super I've easy. had people ask me to like, do like be a partner or an investor in this kind of stuff. I just said, no, cause it, it's well, cause it just sounds like a giant logistics pain in the ass. Yeah. Like if you don't want it, you know, that's the thing. If you're going to own a property or do something like that, you better be ready to drop and stop whatever it is that you're doing. Right. You're always court, on call. It's, well, it's like being a business owner. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Murphy's law dictates that, that the worst possible thing will occur at the most inconvenient time. Yeah. That's, of the, way course. That, that's the way that works. Of course it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And All we got right. one more. We got one more. We got one more. And this is never, I want to, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge this. This has never happened before. I have never had the last one. Really? I have never had the last one. Weird. You always kick off and we always have an I, odd number. We do? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, it is did, true. Now, you know, you probably, if you had used the, the, the one that takes documents and structures data. Yeah. If we had been using that platform, we would know that. You know we what? I, I feel like that is a metric that we need to track. How, how many times does Lauren close it out? And the answer would be once. See, because I feel that like if we're not <laughs> tracking it, we're lacking those DEI numbers that we really need. You know, and, yeah. and that is an important part of DEI. It's an important part of set That's right. and planning for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a sarcastic shit sometimes. What? I'm just trying to tackle the real problems that the business has. <laughs> you got to look at the underlying Will issue. Will you just Ask tell me about wife. Yendo? Yes. I am. You know, I'm going to tell you about Yendo, Matt. <laughs> Can't wait. Here it comes. So Yendo 
is the world's first vehicle secured revolving credit solution. People can borrow against their vehicles at a mm. 24.99% interest rate and up to $10,000. And here's the thing. They're leveraging modern technology to help inform credit decisions. And they are, they are agnostic of an individual's credit score, which I think about how many people I know and have known who have struggled with their credit score, being able to get funding to pay the bills or start that business or what have you, yeah. like those kinds of things become impossible when you have crap credit. And so finding Yendo's trying to find a workaround. They're trying to find a way to get borrowed funds into the hand of people, into the hands of people who need it. And I, I, I think that that is a really, really interesting option. I like that it's a revolving credit solution. So it's kind of like a credit card, but it's, I guess, secured against your vehicle. Um, they've raised $68.5 million, so clearly others think it's a good idea. But I, I just think that this is a really interesting process. So users, they're, they're going to apply, and then they get pre-approved within minutes for standard interest credit cards, which are about 95 or 96% cheaper than the loans typically available to, to users. The user is guided through a step-by-step -step process. They remotely validate their information with hardware provided by the company, and then they activate their new credit card. So this is... This is, a, this is a game changer for folks again. Like I, and I love the fact that our top startups tend to be the folks that are disrupting in their industries. And so I'm really excited to see where Yendo takes us. Um, I, I credit, people have to have credit these days, right? Like I know very few people who just pay cash for anything. How about you, Matt? I pay cash. You also, I, okay. And you know what's funny <laughs> is, is that made my credit score go down. I know that is really weird that it does that. Like I don't really we paid any, off a car really, loan and our credit like, card went down. I know I like don't have like, really what? anything out on credit, so my like score went down. Yeah, I, I I don't like I do not understand why. Like there is so much that goes into assessing a credit score, and I think that it's unfairly weighted to personally. It's weird. I think that it's, it's unfairly weird. weighted I, toward the yeah. company. I, I've learned so much about that because you know when I owned the business before the business before the business I own now, like the understanding and leveraging that was a big part. Of, yeah. of what we do. So, you know, Lauren, let me ask you a question. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, relators? Because if you do, full scale can help. We've got the people, the, the platform and the processes to help you build and manage a team of experts. All you, all you have to do is go to fullscale.io. You answer like two minutes worth of questions and the platform yeah. matches you up with people that are available to help your needs. Vetted, well, and you vetted, know, I just, I want to tell you something though. Yeah. I have actually talked to full scale clients who have taken the, they like us. The quit. No, they, they like you so much. They They're say like, us. That is my company. If yeah, you're but yeah. Like apparently the process is so transparent and yeah. easy. It has to be, man. Yeah. It has to be like, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we, we like to help people win. That's I, I yeah, get up do. every day and, and do that. And, so yeah, I'm getting ready to do some case studies. And I was like, God, are we going to have clients that want to protect every single one I asked was like, Oh dude, of course. Like, yeah, this has been great. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, finding the right people to work at and around your business is a challenge. Uh, yeah. I, I publish full a scale. Wait, wait, wait. Full scale can help, but not only can they help, they can help quickly and affordably. There you go. That's You're right. You're really figuring it out, Lauren. I know. You're really I get figuring it. Out. So I understand. that's also why we don't let you do the last one. That's fair. Kidding. No, no, good. no! It's that totally fair because you you transition better than I do. So we got well. I've had a lot. I've had a lot of reps. 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know. This is probably close to the 750th episode I've been on. Yeah. In that ballpark. So at this point, you're it's an expert. Lot. Like, well, so Malcolm Gladwell, he does that 10,000 hours thing. And I would say that you've I'm done not 10,000 10, hours of that yet, but I'm at 10,000 hours. You're well on track, show, though. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, so we got 14 companies on here. There's a whole lot of stuff. Like, what do you like? Uh, I don't think anybody will be shocked by this, but rosy wellness is, is my, my dream product right oh, now. I, I, it's just, are, are you surprised? No. Yeah, no, nobody is surprised. I figured it was that or canaries or like a one. I, did, I do like canaries. Well, I mean, honestly, like any, any one of the company, they made our top startup list, which means that all of the, the companies on this list, they're cool in some yeah. way or another. They're doing neat stuff, but Rosy wellness, women's health. I, you know, let's shine a thousand lights on the women's health space, the femtech space, and help women become healthier. I love it. How about you? Well, I'm going to first off say Dallas. Fuck yeah. Like you guys are kind of yeah, doing Dallas. some great. Like I, I've done a lot of these top cities lists, and man, you guys are raising some money down there. I like it. And I that's, know. that's an indicator of a very robust and competitive scene. And you know, a lot of times when we do these lists, we'll have a company or two, but man, there's a lot, a lot of capital flowing through there, which is a great indicator of the, the health. Um, yeah. you know, so I really liked a lot of these companies and for my own personal reasons, I'm going to say I like Buzz Bassiter. Like you like the name. Well, I know you like, it's not, do, no, you I, like the name. I like what they do. Cause okay. you know, it's just some of the thing is, it's like, I like platforms like this. I like marketplaces and you know, I'm in this like in this spot where we, you know, we do so like, what if life was easier? And so we go through a lot to deal with. Well, I think you'd like to pull a dollar out of a few things. I'd like to pull a dollar out of everything. Yes. Well, that's my point. <laughs> like, so some of that is like, it's, you know, I, we're creators, you know, I've been yeah. creating a lot of stuff for a lot of things. And I look at, like I mentioned the whole, like, Hey, I getting paid to use Facebook, which I mean, that kind of just happened when I hit some yeah. different thresholds and well, kinda, you're doing it organically, I, cl I clicked like... a couple buttons and turned it on, but you're like, I, I just like, it's time to put some of the power back in the hands of the creators and make it easier for, for sure. people to make a buck. And, you know, like we're out here, people spend a lot of time and effort being creators. And I know some people don't like the term influencers, so don't use it. Like, that's the thing. Like yeah. most of the people that are creators are quote slash influencers are really just people that are, okay, you obviously have like the thirst trap people and sure. like, and you know what? Check out my OnlyFans. Maybe <laughs> if I was that good looking, I'd do it too. But, yeah. you know, I do want to point out that Lauren posted a picture on social earlier and she added hair. I wasn't going to tell anybody that. Why did you just tell because anybody I that? Care. I, I haven't care. posted it yet, I but care. I was, I was playing around yeah. with the lighting in my editing it's, software yeah, and I was like, whatever. Hey, this is the thing we could try. Hey, hey, look, I, 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 I appeal to the dad vibes. You know what? Now, yeah. You, you, you've but, got a style all your own. But look, with, with that, the, like back to the, like the creator thing is, you know, most, most of the people that are doing the stuff, and we've mentioned the Perkins brothers so many times in this, they're just passionate about building homes yeah. and they are like, they're, they're multi-generational builders and they have all these cool tricks and they're just showing people how to do stuff right. And, and that's the thing, like showing how to do stuff right. And they're a great grand partner for so many people. So make it easier for, to do that. If you like watching your creators, you like watching the people that you see online, then make it an easy path. That's why right. things like Patreon have to exist because it's so hard to pull a dollar out of some of these things. And 
you know, you can't really spend time doing it or you get to the point of diminishing returns. If you can't, you know, get a little bit out of it, then, you know, you, just, you better really be passionate about it. Exactly. So, I like that. I really like a lot of the companies on here. That was just kind of a personal thing for me. I mean, there's a lot of cool companies doing a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. I love all the AI stuff. This I was mean, a good poll. This is yeah. a very, very, Strong very list. well-rounded list that had a lot of different stuff. Sometimes we yeah. get into certain markets and like, eight out of 10 will all be very, very similar because that market just happens. That's just to be what's exploding in that area. There. Yeah. But, but yeah, so Texas this is good. Well yeah, done, Texas. Keep, keep up the great work and we'll see you down the road. Bye, Lauren. Bye. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.